0: Love talk radio Hey
1: what's up, everybody? Welcome a special Thursday night edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Remo What's up, Mac? How you doing?
0: Hey, good, man. How's it going?
1: I'm doing good, man. Glad to be talking to you and uh, all the ladies and gentlemen listening to the show right now. So thanks for coming on the show, as always. And uh, most importantly, I want to Thank you all for coming on the show, on today's show. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the MLB trading deadline that that went down um, yesterday at 6 p.m. Talk about how how both New York teams and the other teams in baseball fared uh, in that um, trading deadline. Talk about how the Mets and the Yankees are doing right now. Uh, also talk about um, wrestling, where you know the SummerSlam review and uh, AEW what's going on, going on at AEW and um, you know whatever else is on our mind. You know, you know what we do on this show. We talk sports and entertainment and everything else. Um, you know, feel free to talk about any of these topics. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you'd like to talk about any of these topics or more. The number is um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, again, feel free to talk about any of these topics. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but before we get into the, um, you know, into the, you know, the baseball training deadline and the state of the Mets and the, and the Yankees. Uh, I think we should, uh, you know, talk about the recent passing that affected the sports and entertainment world. Um, Of course, uh, not too long ago, you know, we lost the greatest champion in um, NBA history. I mean, in in history, when you think about it, um, I think only Henry um, Richard from hockey had equal – this man's uh, achievement You know, winning 11 uh, Championships in their respective Sport, and of course I'm talking about Bill Russell You know, he passed away um, Age 88 You know, icon, icon um, You know, a champion For civil rights And um, A dude that will, will definitely Be uh, missed You know, a man who stood the test of time, you know, and his you know, with his achievements.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, one of the greatest NBA champions He was regarded as the NBA's best player back in nineteen eighty. Or nineteen eighty one, the greatest player of all time before Michael Jordan came along. But right. this dude won how I many championships? Ten championships? I Eleven. Believe. Well, 11th, championships.
1: And the last two was as a, a a player head coach.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's and a lot. he was the
1: first man he was the first black um coach of any sport and the first to win a title.
0: Wow. not to mention
1: back to back titles.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's, that'd be mess. NBA, a legend, you know, did it all.
1: Mm-hmm. NBA NBA legend for sure, man. Um Yeah. I mean he, he's definitely gonna be missed for sure. Um and then on the um you know, entertainment side you had uh Nichelle uh Nichols, the uh, you know, the lady who played Aurora in the original uh Star Trek series in the sixties. Oh well, yeah, you know, that's she,
0: right.
1: She passed away. Um you know, Icon in in her own right and a, a person the first um serious you know uh, black woman, you know, in a in a series, you know, who um who was on equal footing with all all her male counterparts on the show. Um and she was thinking about leaving after the first season. I don't know if you heard this story, but there was one person who convinced her to stay. Do you know who that is?
0: William Shatner.
1: Nope. I'll give you two more guesses. Someone who's very important In the 60s That's my clue Uh I think you'll get it it this time Richard Friar Nope One more guess 1960s Is that Uh
0: Athlete or
1: Well if I give you this clue You're gonna You're gonna know I just say this person was Was very influential In the 60s Uh
0: 60s. Was he an entertainer, musician, like whatever, what, what field was he in?
1: If I tell you what he does, you're going to know who it is. No, just tell me what, what field was he in. Okay, he wasn't an athlete, still very influential.
0: That could be anyone in the 60s. Um, he, was,
1: he wasn't he was an athlete, so that, that, that eliminates Muhammad Ali, that eliminates... Uh,
0: well, I was just about to say, I was just about to say Muhammad Ali, so uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't an athlete uh, mm-hmm. in the 60s. Uh, was he, that was a uh, great clue. Was he African-American?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. So you know what the answer is.
0: That's uh, person in the 1960s? Martin Luther King?
1: Told you, once you knew it wasn't an athlete Martin Luther King, man That, uh, okay. you know So yeah, basically he was a huge fan of the show And uh, apparently That was the only show um, Him and his, uh, you know, his wife and kids would watch And uh, You know, he, he um, told her that You know, that um, basically That her being on the show You know, it's inspiring <laughs> people
0: So Martin Luther was having some weird dreams about her <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm just saying like <laughs> you know
1: he you know he was inspired, you know, and other people were inspired by her. Um yeah, even Whoopi Goldberg was saying the same thing too. You know, when she was 11, she saw her on TV and that was the first time she saw, a, you know, a black woman not being like she a maid back, back in the day.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: no doubt about that, for sure. And um you know, um yeah, and then of course you know Whoopi Goldberg would also um, play a you know a, a pivotal star a character in Star Trek, you know for the next generation. But yeah, um, she'll definitely be missed. And you know she, you know rest in peace to her and Bill Russell. And um, oh yeah, and then there was another lady. I think her name was Pat Collins. She was the voice of uh, Ursula from the you know from the the Little Mermaid movie from back in the days, and apparently she was a a comedian before that, so uh, rest in peace to all of these people, these iconic people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace. So,
1: um, yeah, with that, um, yeah, let's uh, – oh, yeah, her name – yeah, the lady who played voice airflow, her name was Pat Carroll. Um, so, yeah, again, rest in peace to Pat Carroll, uh, Bill Russell, Michelle Nichols, and anybody who we might have uh, missed that, you know, who was, you know, pivotal that, you know, who recently passed away. Um uh but with, yeah with that said yeah let's um let's shift gears uh to the um the MLB trading uh deadline who do you think which move do you think is the biggest move and who do you think made the biggest
0: uh trade uh the Yankees of course i mean come on i mean we got montas on the athletics and we got uh, the uh the the bullpen guy. What's his name again? I'm um, forgetting his name. Serifo? Uh, What, Trevino? No. Um, Was it Trevino? Oh, yeah, they got Trevino as well. Yeah, I forgot about it. But they also got from... Um, oh, I can't. Oh, that was in the Gallo trade, I think. Hmm. Let me, let me go back here and see. Oh, yeah, and so you pro- also
1: got Bader, Harrison Bader, when you traded to right. Montgomery.
0: Yep, Yeah. Yeah, Yankees, Yankees. Uh, they upgraded. Although we lost Jordan Montgomery in that one trade for, uh, um, which I didn't like. I didn't understand it because Montgomery is having like a good it. season. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. Didn't, I didn't like the trade either. To be honest with you, uh, it, it
0: doesn't I, make sense.
1: Yeah, I, I think they needed to hang on to uh, Montgomery, and uh, they didn't really need offense. Really, I mean, they needed they needed more, uh. Pitching that that's more tested in the the postseason. I disagree.
0: I disagree I, with that because um, even though they they're
1: clutch. they need to hit in the clutch, and they, they did they, get rid of Gallo, which which was definitely necessary. But I don't think they really. I I don't think offense was really their problem. Obviously, in the postseason, Yankees have had have been known to be um you know they you know they hit for power and you know when they end the postseason it you know their reliance on the uh, on power you know kind of fizzles out their offense but they did get um what's his name again um from Kansas City um what was his name again Ben Attendee. Yeah Ben so i mean yeah. that should help out that should help the offense
0: yeah well yeah, not it. only the offense but defense also i mean the outfield right now you look at guys like has been struggling all year um mm-hmm. and then the guy with the Gallo Josh, uh Downston, I and mean, he's been he's been up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we needed we needed to improve that those areas, and the Yankees felt like they needed to go out and get Hater, who gives us defense and who can give us some good uh, hitting, and they got Benintendi as well. Although Benintendi hasn't been off to a good start, I think so far, uh, but you know it's still early. You know we'll see, but. I think uh, they needed some extra bats in that lineup because uh, who knows? We can't have Hicks continue to hit, like, 220 and strike out a lot. Same thing with Donaldson where he's up and down, you know. Although Matt Carpenter has been great for us. I mean, this guy, he's turning back the clock. Mm -hmm. And I would have never thought he'd be doing this great for the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But uh, we will see if he uh, can continue his... uh, he has great play, but uh, I think they needed to add a batter to the lineup. I, I do agree with that move. And well, they needed pitching as well. And both yeah. help a bit with the yeah. injuries.
1: I mean, like I said, um, I didn't think they didn't need offense, but I think pitching, having a dominant pitcher, a guy that you know you can count on in the postseason was more important than improving the offense. Should they ever improve the offense? Of course they should have. You know what I'm saying? And that's why to me I, I slightly disagree with you. I, I, the Yankees made a lot of big moves, you know, in this this uh, before the training deadline. But to me, I think the biggest move in the in this trading deadline is uh the the um the shift in the atmosphere. The Nationals trading their 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 star 23-year-old slugger Juan Soto to the Padres and, and, along with uh, Josh Donald Josh um Josh Bell, I think to me that's the pivotal trade that ha- that went down in this this you know before the trade deadline. I mean, like I said, the Yankees made a lot of big moves. Getting Montas is huge, you know, especially with Garrett Cole. Being, Montas is, yeah, yeah. Him,
0: Montas and Cole, yeah. I mean, that's going to be like against the Astros. That that's going to be like a nice one-two punch going into the postseason. I love that move. I think yeah. We definitely had to do Montas, definitely, of course. especially with his success against. That was mainly to come to pitch against the Astros.
1: Oh yeah, and the they needed teams. to do that.
0: Yeah, so that was that was a great move by the Yankees.
1: I would say that's probably the second biggest move in, in before the trade deadline. You guys getting Montas. The number one to me is, is Juan Soto. You got you got a generational player. Um, now he's on the Padres. And the Padres, you know, they're they're trying to win their first title in in, in franchise history. The last time they had a great team, you know, was '98 when they when they lost to you guys. So, you know, this is their this is their shot. You know, the Padres they've been making some noise in recent years, but now um, this move is literally saying that they're going to put up or shut up. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they even traded and got Josh Hader. If I'm not mistaken. For mm. the
0: training that line also so Yeah, they got a they got a good team that's gonna compete this yeah. year. Uh fortunately they're national league, not the American League, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, they got a good squad.
1: Mhm. So yeah, they're gonna be most likely battling the Dodgers or the Yank the the Mets, possibly even the Braves, you know, in this uh upcoming playoffs. Oh
0: know? yeah, that's definitely yeah.
1: So yeah, the Padres, man, the the Padres are looking scary, you know, they got Tatis and him, um, Machado, you
0: know. Yeah, that but hey a, that's
1: a the the Mets pitching is still better, you know. Great pitching beats up, beat out, you know, a great offense, you know. Um the, in in twenty fifteen everybody thought the Dodgers was gonna beat the Mets. Mets was able to beat the upset them. And then the, the Cubs, everybody thought the Cubs were just going to outslug them, and then the Cubs got swept. Literally on the day that, you know, Back to the Future 2 predicted that they would win a championship. The oh. Cubs would finally win a championship. It was literally the exact same day that the Mets swept them in advance to the World Series. And then, of course, um, but then the following year, uh, the Cubs finally did uh, fulfill their prophecy and win the, win the title. A year too late, but they, uh, you know, after 100, 100, what, 108 years, they, they finally snapped that, that horrible streak, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And then speaking of the Cubs, you know, the the Cubs, man, they were rumored to be training with the Mets' uh, Wilson Contreras, their catcher, and they, they – Apparently the asking price was too much, so the Mets didn't make that trade with them. And uh, and then another guy who the Mets wanted for the Cubs was uh, Robertson, but they traded him to the rival Phillies. And you know the Phillies made some interesting moves as well. The Phillies uh, got Robertson, and then they traded for Syndergaard, a guy who I – one of the guys who I who I think might be a future Met, uh, future Yankee in the future. But um, yeah, man. So he's made some good moves. Um, and the Cubs, man, I mean, Contreras is going to be in his walk year. Why? You should have traded him and got something back, you know. Um, but the Mets, you know, and re, you know they they traded for uh, Vogelbach, who um, homered in back to back games today. I mean, back to back games yesterday and today. Um, Nate Quinn, a guy who they recently traded for, he hit two home runs in his first, uh, city field game today. Um, and, and then, of course, today, like I said, Volko Bacci homer today. Peter Alonzo hit his 28th home run, two-run home run, if I'm not mistaken. And the Mets won five, what, five nothing against the Braves. Mets are going to play, what, four more games with the Braves. And, uh, Edwin Diaz got his first career six out save. Um, yeah, and uh, you know Carlos Carrasco, you know he got his um, he got his what twelfth win of the season and his career one hundred and one one win. Uh, I think he's the what seventh Venezuelan to to win that many games or so, something like that. So congrats to him. Um, yeah, DeGrom returned, um, yesterday, they, they unfortunately lost that game, you know, it was a typical DeGrom game, you know, he pitched well, gave up a run, and, you know, basically, he, he, he got the no decision, or, you know, usually speaking, he could get a loss, but, uh, it's good to see DeGrom pitch five innings, struck out six, gave up the run run, surgery the game before that, you know, he dominated, um, yeah, the rotation has been pretty good, you know, um, for the for the most part. Um, you know, the offense uh, they've been uh, better lately, um, you know. But yeah, they almost blew a lead, five nothing lead, a five nothing lead today. The the um the the Mets would beat the the Braves. Final four final score is six to four. Uh, Mets have won nine of the last ten games. Um yeah, they've they've been dominating. And now with this win they're they're four and a half games up on the um the Braves. So now they gotta win these next four games, including a double on I think Saturday. So yeah, the Mets have a lot cut out you you know, cut out for them. You know, there's a this is a do or, do or die uh uh section of their, their schedule for the year. And then shifting gears with the Yankees. Uh, you know, Yankees, they're going to play against the Cardinals in St. Louis. That's uh, gonna be, that should be an epic series. And, you know, come the Yanke- back Come
0: mm-hmm. back for uh, Matt Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Go back to St. Louis. Yep. Show them that they uh, show his doubters that he can still hit.
1: hmm And Yankees are going to try to bounce back from their loss on uh, Wednesday. You know, when... Uh, Garruda and Pitchwell. I gave up six runs, gave up three home runs, including a home run to uh Kalenic, the former Met prospect who the centerpiece of the uh the Diaz trade that the Mets made with uh Seattle a few years ago. Yeah, and the Yankees, you know, they gotta they gotta bounce back. I mean the Yankees have been haven't been as dominant as they've been before the All Star break. You know, they they were well. 0-2 o- against the Astros, 0-2 o- against the Mets, and then they've been mediocre against these horrible teams. You know? Yeah, so right well,
0: now. It, it, yeah, as I that. mentioned uh, last week on my show, or was it on your show, I think, last week, uh, better to struggle yeah. now than struggle in the postseason. So, if they're going to struggle, struggle now, get it out of the way, and get these guys healed up, you know, and get these get these newer guys some playing time so they can get ready. But, you know, I think uh, it's just part of the season, you know. They've been hot all year. They were going to hit a speed bump sooner or later, and that's Mm -hmm. what's happening right now. So eventually they're going to snap out of it and get back to how they were playing before, you know, in the first half. So just got to be patient. And uh, we've got Montat starting, making his first start on Sunday. So that's going to be something to watch, see how he pitches for the Yankees in his debut. Yeah,
1: very true. And then, uh, shifting gears, uh, yeah, let me see what else, um, yeah, let's talk uh Summer SummerSlam, man.
0: Uh what what do you think about the pay per view? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I mean there were some pretty decent matches. Um I like the I like uh Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch match. I like the Usos against Street Profits. and the Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns match turned out to be a very good match. Mhm. But uh yeah, it ended up being a. Uh, a very good pay per view, I thought.
1: Yeah, man. Let, let's dive right into it. Bianca Blair defeated uh, Becky Lynch, and of course, to retain the Raw Women's Championship. And then, of course, uh, Bailey would return to WWE, and she would come with uh, Io Shirai from NXT, who is now Io Sky, and uh, Dakota Kai returns from WWE after she was cut. Um. Earlier this year. It's good that they uh, re-signed her back. Then you got Logan Paul. Defeating The Miz. um, In a singles match. You got Bobby Lashley. Defeating Theory again. uh, To retain the WWE. US Championship. You had the Mysterios. Defeating Judgment Day. In a no disqualification tag team match, Edge would finally return, um, hit some spears on uh, the the, um, the judgment day, and then he would come back on Raw and apologize for the way he was when he turned heel. Then you had Pat McAfee defeated uh, Happy Corbin. Usos retained the title against the Street Profits to, to uh, maintain... That they are still the undisputed tag team champions. Liv Morgan defeats Ronda Rousey to retain the women's, uh, women's championship. Ronda Rousey would turn heel. And then last but la- la- last but not least, you would have Roman Reigns defeat Brock Lesnar. I mean, a crazy match. You know, he uh, Brock Lesnar had a bulldozer to to, to destroy the ring. I mean, it was just a, a chaotic thing, but, you know, this is a last-man-standing match, so this is what you, you expect to see in a match like this, especially for the Undisputed WWE uh, Universal Championship.
0: So, yeah, all in all, yeah, it was a good uh,
1: pay-per-view, then.
0: Yeah, no, it was, uh, again, a very good pay-per-view. A very, uh, it exceeded my expectations, but I, I liked it, man. Okay. I, I liked it.
1: So far, the new era of Triple H has been going well so far.
0: Yeah. Triple H has his hands on a few of these matches, especially that uh, Bianca Belair-Becky Lynch match. He had his hands all over that one. Um, I think he might have had his hands over on the Liv Morgan-Ronda Rossi thing, too. I mean, that didn't turn out to be... I thought everyone probably was expecting Ronda Rossi to regain that title. Right? I think Triple H wants to keep the title on a little longer on Liv Morgan, maybe. You know, see what she can do. See if she can yeah. be, uh, make a run here, you know, with that yeah. title. Yeah, that's what
1: I was thinking too. Because normally it would be Ronda Rousey, but primary assuming right. I think I did pick Liv Morgan to win since so she just basically got the title, <laughs> and then on. Um, Eight, or I should say, on then the following day, uh, Sunday night, they had Ric Flair's match, you know, final match. They had a um, a pay per view where they had a, all these different companies come together, AEW and um, I think Impact and all these other uh, companies coming together. So yeah, let's get to it. Ren uh, Yuja Yerimura in a singles match. Uh, let me see what else. Mance Warner uh, won by eliminating Bully Ray in a bunkhouse battle royale. Motor City Guns defeated the Wolves. Killer Cross defeated Davy Boy Smith by pinfall. Jonathan Grissom defeated Al Angel's Konoski Tekashita and Nick Wayne uh, for in a four-corners match to determine the number one contender for the Progress World Championship. The four horsemen, Brian Tillman Jr. and Brock Anderson, uh, defeated Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, and Kerry Morton with Robert Gibson uh, by tim- team I mean by pinfall. Ray Phoenix defeated Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Black Torres in a, for- a fatal in a fatal four way match. Uh, uh, Josh uh, Alexander de- defeated J- Jacob Fatu to retain the Impact World Championship. The Briscoes defeated Devon Erickson in a tag team match. Jordan Grace defeated Diana Perrazzo and. Rachel Erling, by submission. And then last but not least, Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo defeated J.E. Leto and Jeff Jarrett in Ric Flair's final match of his career.
0: So Ric Flair lost in his final match? No, he won. Oh, he won. Okay. So you said he was defeated. Oh,
1: lawful No, I was saying that uh, he defeated Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett.
0: Oh, okay. He
1: won his final match. If it was WWE, he would have lost it. <laughs> Again. Uh, What was I going to say? Excuse me. And then uh this is what happened on uh AEW. Excuse me. Uh J. Leto defeated Orange Cassidy. Uh so that he could as a result he would he challenged um Wardlow uh to a match uh you know, for the Battle of the Belts. And um basically Wardle would have to put his CBS title on the line. Excuse me. Um, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter defeated Thunderstorm, which is um. What was I gonna say? Which is uh, you know, a Tony Storm and uh, Thunder Rosa. Excuse me. And uh, what else happened? Um, Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ren Jones. Christian Cage defeated his longtime rival Matt Hardy. The Acclaim defeated Gun Club in a dumpster match, which is kind of ironic because the New Age Outlaws defeated Chainsaw Charlie, a.k.a. Terry Flunk, and uh, Mick Foley in a... Uh, um or Cactus Jack, I should say, in a dumpster match and threw him off, the, threw him off the, um, the stage, which is basically what the acclaim did to the gun club. So there was a little poetry right there. Chris Jericho defeated Wheeler, Utah, to earn a, a, t- a, a title shot at Quick at the Lake next week uh, versus John Moxley for the, the AEW Interim Championship. And yeah, that's uh, basically it in the you know in the world of sports. Um, you know the uh, NBA rumor is Donovan Mitchell you know wants out as we all expected, and right now the the bar the asking price is very steep. So who knows if or when this uh, this trade is going to go down between the Knicks and uh, Mitchell. Um, the other Knicks. How about is- never? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it's gonna happen. It's, it's too good to be true. And now the Knicks are are, are They're thinking about. They're most likely gonna um, charge the Knicks with tampering, which would make them lose at least one uh, trade trade pick. You know, a draft pick, which lessens their chances of getting another trade. Um, yeah, man, this is this is the, this is what it is man. Every time when it's Something in the Knicks' favor, man, it it just never goes the Knicks way, so we shall see what happens, man. Um anything you'd like to say
0: before we head out here? Uh just check out my show IMAC, check your local seats for that. And come back here, check out Sports of the Legend. Every well at usual time, Saturdays at 10, at eleven yeah. only a on block talk radio. But well, not yep. this week. Or next week. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll we'll see if we can we could do it next uh, two weeks from now. Hopefully, you know, maybe on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Hopefully, um, we'll keep you posted. Keep keep it locked in uh, um, on on Block Talk Radio, and on uh, on the page, and we'll definitely up, you know let you know when uh, the next episode will be will be there. So right now it looks like it most likely will be on what the eighth, probably the eighteenth, maybe. I mean. We shall see. But, again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode. Check out uh, Mac's show, iMac. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And always keep locked in on Sports Urban Legend. With me, William Ramo, and, of course, Macaulay Matthew. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, next time. Peace.